Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornesters beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com all right we're back again 93.7 the ticket the drive with ad and raf shall we move over to the offensive side of the ball now real quick johnny we got john squire that Texting in, he goes, that's the uh, frustrating part, Rico. Um, we have the blueprint from winning at Nash- Nebraska uh, from back in the day, and nobody has it done it since 1990. 1995, I believe what he's saying, but there was John Squire. He's like, you know, the blueprints are definitely there, uh, but you got to have athletes too. I also just think, like, the, the Scott Frost quote, they're okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm getting heated more and more the more we talk about it, guys. Um, <laughs> what The conversations we were having in the hallway and – just I'm getting heated, just thinking about it. But one of the one of the quotes that stuck out to me, another one that stuck out to me from Saturday's press conference was Scott Frost saying something along the lines of, "I think our offensive coaches need to learn that they need to be more creative in this league." Something now I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but something to those lines. And I stood, I stepped back and thought to myself, the Big Ten West is the division in college football that you don't have to be creative. You don't have to be creative to win games. Look at Wisconsin. Look at Iowa. Look what Northwestern just did to you on Saturday. Mm. You don't have to be creative. Now, there's a difference between being simple and being one-dimensional. You don't want to be one-dimensional. But the ability to run the ball, even when it's not working, to continue running the ball, having guys that respond well to adversity, Right, I would point out this right off the bat. Cam Porter, the running, the backup running back for Northwestern, mm-hmm. fumbled that football. After after we punched it out with our helmet or whatever, fumbles the football, very next drive comes back, scores a touchdown. How do you respond to adversity? And that's a, that's a huge key, number one. Right. Number two, Northwestern, what did they do? Ran inside, ran a little outside, maybe, because of their offensive line, because they were dominating the line of scrimmage, and then after a couple of those plays, they would throw back a play action, and that's how Helensky beat you the entire day. It, you, you don't have to be creative. No. No, they, they but were, so it sounds that sorry, to, sorry, AD to no, interrupt. Go ahead, no, go ahead, brother. But that quote, it's hard for me not to see him go or indirectly be like, "Listen, I could have called a better game." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, does that not seem when, like that's what it sounds like? Well, what I was thinking too is, I don't think it's so much with being creative. I know this is going to sound crazy, but we're running like that spread read option. And we know the quarterback's not going to pull the ball. He's not He's not a runner. And I'm okay with that. I've said that from the get-go. Yeah. But when you're running that play over and over and the defense knows he's not going to pull out because he had yards on the edge. If he, pull, if he pulls yeah. out, runs to the corner. But this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying go back to running triple option, da-da-da-da-da. But if you look back, and it's, it's going to sound 
crazy, but like Jay was saying, sometimes you got to go talk to your mom, you know? Why, if they're dead set on, you know, throwing the ball the way they did, you've got you've got to have a running game or else Casey Thompson it's, is not going to survive the season. It's just not going to happen. So construct your running game mm-hmm. where you're able to set up the running game. You've got the greatest offensive mind in college football history. I don't care if he's 85 years old. I don't care if he's 90 years old or 95. Bring him down there. Nebraska, yeah, they always talk about running the option, but what made Nebraska really great back in the 90s was their power running game, their toss toss sweep, the the leads. Put put that in there. Give, you know, give our offensive line a chance, you know, to come off the ball because I just felt like that whole game, I'm like, if we keep on going the way we're going, I don't think Casey's going to make it through the game. And you could tell at the at the end of the game, his passes were not as crisp as they yeah. were at the beginning because his jersey had got dirty. And there were, he took a few massive hits. But I just don't understand why you've got, you've got a guy who knows how to construct a running game. Use him. Use him. I, I think my big thing is going into the game, we were curious what Nebraska was going to look like on offense. Yeah. And coming out of the game, I'm not sure we still know what Nebraska wants to look like on offense. Figure out who you want to be. Well, think about this, man. Offensively, you know, we ran the ball. Looking here, we ran the ball. Uh, had 111 yards for off, you know, in, or rushing. 111 yeah. yards. 101 half, from Grant, I believe. Half of those were on one play. Yeah, 46 yards. 46 yeah. yarder, you know, by Grant. And I, I just, it just, it's just. I'm going to say that it's just Mike's. You scratch your head. It's just, it's just a head scratcher all the way around on that an area to where and off, offensive wise was the big question mark for me. Not know what's going to happen. You know, uh, defensively was the one that wasn't a question mark to me to begin. Now it is a major question mark. You know, so now there's all sorts of question marks that are going, and that's going to happen after loss. So you're always going to have the question marks. What about this? What about that? But ours were so ours were so um, uh, so obvious though. Uh, again, you know, just the inability to run the ball against Northwestern consistently. Because think about it, even after the onside kick, which you talked about a lot already, even after that, we still had six possessions. We did not go past our 43-yard line. Those are the things that are, that are just head-scratchers for me. I, I just It's just hard to fathom. You'd never be able to tell me Nebraska <laughs> with six possessions wouldn't make it past the opponent's 43-yard line. You know, and so – and then I have 111 yards, but half of those be, happened in one run. run. In one run. Yeah. You know, and the thing about Northwestern, I said this a couple weeks before. I remember I asked the fans, I said, would you be more upset with a close Husker win or a close Husker loss? And I think that has shown right now a close Husker loss. And the thing about it was Northwestern wasn't going anywhere. No. They weren't going anywhere. They're too well coached, man. We've seen this over and over since 2007 when Fitzgerald took over Northwestern. Those kids, first of all, even have a Northwestern uniform on, you're, you're pretty a bright kid to even get into school, first of all. So Fitzgerald knows I'm not going to get a lot of the four- and five-star guys, all right? Not going to make it Northwestern. But what I am going to get out of those four- and five-star guys, I'm going to maximize their athletic ability to where we make very few mistakes, but we're going to beat some of those teams that do have four- and five-star uh, guys because they're going to make mistakes, and we're not, and we're going to make them pay for it. Yep. Northwestern, just like they did Saturday, and I've said it before and over and over again, they're the type of team – that drowns you and it's going to be a slow drown with every mistake you make and we made plenty of them with every mistake and think about this nick they made us pay yeah 
They made us pay with every mistake. If, if, if they didn't score on it, they would at least took the ball out of our hands and they would yep. eat up clock. And and special team, if they punted it away, they would down it inside the 10. Exactly. Fundamental thing. Well, that that's another head scratcher for me too is the special teams. I, I was told that we were going to be aggressive and we were going to, you know, try. And then the first play of the game, like, yeah, we went down, we scored a touchdown. That's great. But I just don't understand the fair catching when you have a 30, a 30 yard pad there. And all we've heard about all year is about how aggressive we're going to be on special teams. That's just me, but I, I don't get that. I thought we missed an, an opportunity right at the beginning of the game, just to, just to show how physical we were going to be by being the aggressor and coming out, you know, and putting a few people on their backs on that first kick return. And then here we fair catch it. That sort of kind of set the tone for our whole entire ball game right there. You know, with the amount of talent we have in, in the, in the skill positions too, uh, it, it was frustrating to see us not allow those kids to run the ball, you know, as far mm -hmm. as on those punt returns. You know, I I understand the ones within you know within the five, you know, but when you got yeah. the ten, you know, you got all you got fifteen twenty yards of daylight in front of you. Like, why wouldn't you not? You know, um, let me see, we got one on here. Yeah, we got one from um, from Ashik Surrender. So the first half showed that the running game helped the passing game, but success uh, be successful. Second half, um, brain dead. And and, and, and uh, Shuck, to your point. When Lamers got in the game, not Lamers got in the game, when uh, Smothers got in the game, runs the option, gets seven yards, don't see him again. Yep. Now, I'm not saying Smothers necessarily, but I'm simply saying why not start, Why not run the option a little bit to yeah. keep them honest? I didn't understand that. So it's like we get seven yards right out the pop, and then it's gone right away. Yep. Keep well, them honest. Yeah, seven yards plus 15 because of a face mask. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, I, And then, too, we – we did we did beat this team 52 to 7 last year yeah or for 56 to 7 i'm not saying use the entire game plan from the year before but you shouldn't have maybe not have scrapped the entire thing you know i i liked what nebraska did offensively i just told to the fact that we've got to we've got to run the ball some too there's just no way that if we have him standing back there 50 times a game throwing the football It'll be Chubba Purdy in there before we know it because I just you just can't take those type of hits. So I, I want to bring up some statistics because I've talked about this book before, Pick Six Previews. Yeah, you have. I want I want to bring up some statistics here when we talk about development here uh, with Northwestern specifically. Win conversion, recruit rank from 2013 to 2021 versus wins 2017 to 2021. So taking lower level recruits and winning football games. How? Where, where do you stack up against other Power 5 schools? Northwestern ranks 7th in the country. Mm. Their highest rated recruiting class in the last 10 years, so since 2013, their highest rated recruiting class was 47th. <laughs> their five-year average, so their average recruiting class rank over the last five years, 53rd. Wow. Now, Nebraska, just to kind of compare... Nebraska, win conversion, the recruit ranks of taking lower-level recruits and turning it into wins over the last five years, ranks 65th out of 66 Power 5 teams. Read that again. Win conversion, so taking lower-level recruits and turning it, <coughs> turning it into wins. 
Nebraska ranks 65th out of 66 Power 5 teams. Nebraska's lowest-rated recruiting class was 41st, and that was last year because we took 15 transfers. Prior to that, you have to go all the way back to Bo Pelini. 2014, Nebraska's lowest-rated recruiting class was ranked 35th. Under Scott Frost, their lowest taking last year out of the scenario was 21st. Uh, So once again, five-year average over the last five years, Northwestern recruits the 53rd best class in the country. Nebraska, over the last five years, recruits the 19th best class in the country. Just unreal. <laughs> when it's broken down like this, wow! You just sit here and, and it's it's laid out right in front of you. Yeah, it just makes you scratch your head. Even that more it's not the head. talent. No, it is not the talent. I, you know, it's it's um, it gets it gets frustrating to see teams that we should beat and not get it done. You know, and it's just I I think for the rest of the season, Raph, I'm gonna tell you, man. Me and you had our predictions. You now we said. There's not a game on there we shouldn't win. This and I'm still going to stand by it. This is one of those we should have won. Now we yeah. said shouldn't win. We should have won this game. You know, and I think the part the more that I thought about, the more frustrating it's become to me, is because we had ample opportunities. Because again, I, I know I've been saying this. Even after that, we we still had six possessions afterwards. So let me ask you guys offensively. What did you like offensively? We talked a little bit about you know the defense. Sorry, offensively. I'm going to start out by just telling you right now. I thought Casey Thompson played a great game. Of course, there were some hiccups here and there. Not many. I think that one interception that was um, – that happened when the fourth – was that the fourth quarter? In the first, when did he throw that one? That was yeah. mostly on him. It was the end of the game. It, that was the end yeah. of the game. But, again, I mean, he, that was a five-yard pass. I mean, he probably threw it like it was a 15-yard. It yeah. should have been softened it up again. But, again, it was in the guy's hands. So It is. Yeah. It was in his hands. Casey Thompson, to me, was, the, uh, was one of the biggest bright spots for me. I mean, on both sides of the ball. Because we haven't had a quarterback in a long time that played with the poise and the composure that he did. Now, we heard it in the press conferences before the season, but, you know, before the season, none of that stuff matters. You want to see it on the field. Trust but verify. I've been saying that over and over again. We've all been saying that, trust but verify. You know, I trusted him. He verified it to me on Saturday. I know it came at an expense of a loss, but Casey played well enough as a QB for us to win that game. For instance, that the play that stands out to most to me is probably the one that stands out to most of the folks that have watched the game as well or listened to it. When he cut back, reversed his field, ran back five yards, I'm going, oh, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Because we had seen that movie before with others. And I'm thinking this is going right into a purple's uh, Northwestern's hands or something like that or just throw it away or interception. He got back with so much composure, set his foot, he knew exactly where he was going with it. That's one of many plays. Now, I'll say this too. There was a the number of plays that he threw – the ball, crap. Chris, you know, being a former quarterback, how many throws did he throw across his body, across the field, right on the money? Now, no, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's the real deal. He's the truth. The thing that concerns me about him, we can't keep having him run for his life like that either. Because although, in my opinion, our pass blocking was, was better, but definitely needs, to be, definitely needs to step it up more. So it was better. Casey Thompson covered a lot. He covered a lot of warts for us, put it that way. And that dude, I'm yeah, glad he's I, here. But he's, yeah, we, we, we've, <laughs> oof, go ahead. And I, I just, I just think they've got it. They've got to just take him out of the running game complete. That's not him. He's, he's, yes, he can run the ball. He's very. I he's think he has to run more. 
I think he has to get well, out. I, I, I think agree. he has to run more. I would agree. Oh, I don't know. And I'm not I saying run for his life. I mean, run just like Smothers did. I mean, you got to, think about this. You can't. Now, granted, we want to keep him healthy, but at the same time, it's part of the it's part of the game. When you have a guy with that type of ability that can keep the offenses honest, you I'm not a, I'm not a big quarterback by committee guy, man. You got to go with your guy. Yeah. So in yeah. Casey Thompson knows how to run the ball. Now I'm not saying you run him to death raft to where you're gonna you know uh, increase the chance of probably getting a guy hurt. Now anytime you run out of the pocket, that's a chance. Yeah. Heck, staying in the pocket, well, we've been playing as a chance of getting hurt. But I'm simply saying yeah. that you got to keep that uh, to keep the defenses honest because first of all, teams are gonna look at the game against Northwestern and they're gonna be like this. This is exactly what we're gonna do. Yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead. My guy well, for I, offense was Casey. I'm just thinking I see that. I just I just don't know if that's the type of player he is. Like even when he scored on that one yard touchdown run, I mean he took quite the hit. I mean, it it's one of those I we can try and roll with that, but I, I'm more of like change change the concept, you know, put the ball in your back's hands, take out the that spread read stuff go you know get back to you know basics like power foot like running powers running toss sweep stuff like that i just feel like that's really like running is not part i don't think it's his game i mean he, he's a great quarterback you know down the field and scrambling and stuff like that but if we're like having him just run i it scares me mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay, so my my breakout would probably be I, I'm I'm going to the receiving core slash tight end. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do co breakout players, Isaiah Ooh. Garcia Castaneda. Yeah, yep. And who Rico Rico? You called him out for your breakout player, but I've been high on him all fall camp. But I'm not taking credit for it. Thank you, You're, <laughs> I, Rico. Rico's this big guy on credit. He he needs all the credit. <laughs> um, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda and Travis Vokalek. The only reason I'm doing co is because Travis got hurt. Yeah. Now, it showed his, his how valuable Vokalek is and how important he, he is. Game, how important he is to this offense. How important he is oh, to this and, offense. And by the way, Isaiah Isaiah <laughs> did not fumble. No. Yeah. No. 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 I don't think that was a fumble at all, man. So you, you did it? Have they mentioned? Give me updates. On Bokalex, on his injury. No, so they got into they got into Lincoln at, on the wee hours of Sunday like morning. Yeah, so they pushed back press conferences to tomorrow. So normally it's on Mondays, right? But we'll, we won't hear from Coach Frost on uh, until Tuesday. And who knows? Honestly, um, a lot of film study, and to be a hundred percent honest and, and not necessarily ruthless, but just brutal truth. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of meetings going on right now as well. Yeah, a lot of conversations to be had. Yep. A um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of storylines coming out of Ireland. There's a lot of personnel stuff going on as well that um, that that's going on behind the scenes. And I, I would not be surprised if there's a lot of conversations being had right now. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think I'm out of line by saying that. I, I, that's not a secret. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a secret, especially with a guy like Trevor Alberts who has his his hand on the on the soul of this program. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm going to say this too, though, man. It was it felt good to see um, Trey Palmer is a gamer. Trey yeah. Palmer is a gamer. Raph, he he did some things. First of all, on that reverse, now it was, what was it? 15 yard gain, 17 yard gain, give or take. It wasn't. Come the, back to it. Yeah, exactly. 
Come back to it again. Do it the opposite or, or even fake it the next time. The thing that impressed me was the amount of speed that he hit that corner with. I'm like, we haven't seen bursts like that in a long time. I'm thinking back since maybe um, DeMornay. Yeah. personnel, oh. or maybe one of those he's guys. Faster, Obviously, Wandale had that. that type of speed, but I mean just yeah. all over. And it's just... Well, he he had that flag pattern, and it was the third or fourth quarter. He was wide open, but oh, yeah. that's one of those things that Casey had took some shots, and he just wasn't quite as accurate as he was in the first half. Yep. But, man, he was he was turning and burning there. He was he was wide open. Yeah, we've, we've got a – you look at what Northwestern did against us. Just a short uh, dunking and diving patterns, five yards here, six yards there, open in space. Yeah. We have so many athletes in that wide receiver area. Get the ball to them in space. doesn't always have to be a home run hitter. Well, what about – I mean, think back to one of the guys that Nebraska um, – Nebraska doesn't have anymore on their roster, Xavier Betts. Mm. That, that was your guy. Yeah. Jet yep. sweep. Yep. Get him out in space, throw a light, nice little uh, drag route across the middle, mm-hmm. and let him just run. They're they don't high, have that. They're high percentage plays. Yeah. And we have high percentage receivers. Well, they're also they're also plays that can get a quarterback in a rhythm once he's out of it. You talk about a second half that Casey Thompson just kind of looked. Like, once again, the athletic play, the 57-yard play was unreal. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. He showed maturity. He showed poise. He, he and, and give credit to also Isaiah Garcia Castaneda on the back yeah. end yeah. for just finding a space. Yeah, he didn't he, he, he kept the play going. Yeah, 100%. He kept that play going. So, but when you're sitting there in the second half going, "All right, Casey Thompson, your offense is just out of rhythm." Mm-hmm. Find a way to get into your playmakers without taking a shot and risking turnover and a nice easy quick slant, a drag across the middle, yeah. a jet sweep. Uh, a pass out in the flat where you're letting the guys run and force a guy in one-on-one coverage to make an open tackle. Mm-hmm. Those are things that can not only get your quarterback in a rhythm, but also can turn into 12, 15, 17-yard plays. Well, it does a couple things. Those quick plays like that, like you mentioned, Nick, it gets your quarterback in a rhythm. It gets your game bankers, <laughs> your game players out in open space. You know what it also does? It gets your offensive line in, in, a, in a ninth r- rhythm as well. Yeah. Fourthly, you're keeping Northwestern tired. Yeah. You're keeping those guys on the ropes because you're, you're keeping those, that, that flow going by simple – because that's exactly what Northwestern did to us. Simple plays, Raph, that yeah. were high-percentage conversions, and they just kept us on our toes the whole time. And then when they, when they do that, a three- or four-yard little hitch route or something like that, they'd hit you on the running backs. And they hit us early and often with those running backs. And it was nothing fancy whatsoever. It was just they committed to a game plan. They committed to power football. And that's what they did. That, that's that's the Big Ten West identity, though, which is actually not even Big Ten West. That's the Big Ten identity. It is. It's lining up across the other the other the, the the your opponent and saying we have an idea, and that's exactly what goes back to what I said probably thirty minutes ago. Now, Nebraska needs to figure out who they want to be. Right. They need to figure out who yep. they want to be, because at some point Nebraska is going to have to be able to go out on Saturdays, line up, and say even if our plan does not work in the first half. We're coming out in the second half and doing the same thing because we have enough confidence. Right. But they don't. They have nothing. Well, it's like I said, man. Right now we're still, you know, like I said, when you go to when you go to uh, Anthony's Steakhouse, you know, you're going to get a steak. Yeah. We, we are still we are still like a buffet right now, man. We do a little bit of this. We do a little bit of that. We have not shown still yet. Nebraska's a golden corral. Well, we are. We're still golden corral. We we're still a golden we don't corral. Know we are yet, man. Almost dead because it closed. Folks, you're with the tribe with AD and Rav, as well as Nick Horn, 90.7 a ticket. We'll be right back.
is a 30-second stereo radio for trade school in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.